0: Hi, folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. This is the conversation that we had only a few minutes ago with our friend Mick Finnegan. Mick has spent over 25 years campaigning for justice for what happened to him and fellow survivors while while volunteering in St. John's Ambulance, Ireland. Uh, We're lifting the paywall immediately because this is a really important podcast with someone who has done the state great service and has helped now improve safeguarding for children i believe not just within that organization but nationally um feels a bit weird to be saying this but we do need your help so if you are one of our long-time listeners if you're someone who listens occasionally if you are someone who just likes what we do every now and then maybe help us keep going because we have no ads we have no sponsors we rely entirely on listeners so how you do that is you click the link in the pod that says patreon.com forward slash there are literally thousands of you listening. We need a few of you to chip in and try to help us make it viable. I won't delay any further. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves. This might be one of my final few podcasts, Martin. I was going to say the late, late tortoise
1: shack, Tony, but yeah. you
0: know, uh, I mean, I will do it for for only half of what what Ryan. I'll, do, I'll do it for a fucking tenth. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> 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 it was like, well, he was only getting the six hundred grand or whatever. Was, so. t-
1: I do, I do it for sixty grand, honest to God. I'll do it for, and I'll do it twice as good and be an honest guy. Okay, could
0: you imagine you on the toy show? You're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> see you, Good the- after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was drawing the train set on the wall. And going, the, the, the trains, that train's I not just, working.
1: I just painted that wall. I seriously <laughs> just painted that wall. Listen,
0: oh, we're trying to be light, folks. We're trying oh, to be light, but it's been a hell of a morning, and it's been a hell of a of a morning in so many ways. Um, history has been kind of made in 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 a good sense. It is a good day. It is a great day. Uh, And we're delighted to be sitting down with someone who's probably been on more uh, episodes of The Echo Chamber than Martin yourself has, Um, Mick Finnegan. Mick, Mick, how are you?
2: It's very harsh, Martin. I'm I'm okay, uh, Martin. Thanks. Tony, I'm good as well. We're all Martin here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, it's been, it has been, it is a good day. Yeah, it's, um, it's a day that I never thought I'd get to see, you know, particularly kind of, you know, as, you know, kind of growing up where I grew up and kind of experiencing homelessness and navigating psychiatric inpatient facilities in the UK because of the trauma I experienced, because of what went on uh, during my time in St. John Ambulance. Um, But, um, yeah, it's a a huge weight being lifted off my shoulders today with the publication of Dr. Jeffrey Shannon's report. It's And it's... It's a huge
0: report. There's a lot in it. I won't lie, I've read a good bit of it. I've read as much as I could kind of take, if that makes sense. It's the sort of thing that you couldn't... I wouldn't want people to recommend that people read it in one sitting as well, because every now and then you, you read a paragraph and then you have to pause and, and absorb that.
2: Yeah, there's a real kind of... um It's forensic in its approach, which is, you know, you'd expect nothing less... With Dr. Shannon, should I should have said Judge Shannon. He's been recently appointed as a circuit court judge. Um, but the, the, the approach that he has taken in this report has really lent to the experiences that survivors um, went through and, um, and, and it highlights how they've been treated. Um, and, 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 um, I think it's important that, you know, that that is, you know, continually highlighted over the next few days because it's been a long and difficult role for a lot of us you know there's a lot more than uh there's a lot more people that I know of that didn't engage in the report because they didn't believe in the process because they've been let down you know whether it was by the guards or the DPP or the organization as a as, you know as you know in its whole you know it it's um but I do hope that the 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 the, the findings and the recommendations do give survivors some closure but there you know there's obviously huge concerns that have been highlighted there as well.
0: We'll come to that, but I want to um, focus on one thing uh, to to sort of, let's start with a little positive. The apology, for example, says you're believed. It regrets that you weren't believed, and it's an unreserved
2: apology. I don't think it's good enough. And the reason why it's not good enough is because that document that Martin's holding in his hand now and reading, Mm -hmm. you know, St. John Ambulance, they've had that in their possession since the 28th of November. That's true. It's now the 16th of March. They have consistently re-traumatised survivors. They have consistently ignored survivors' requests to publish a report um, and to give them some form of peace of mind. Um, They could have come out even just with the apology on its own and said you were believed. And that would have, would have reassured survivors. And I wouldn't have had survivors take to the streets to um, protest. Yeah, you were standing outside the, like, Outside look. the headquarters for 19 days in a row. I know,
1: yeah, I know. Make sure we followed you every yeah. single day, every day. I it yeah. was. Okay, I'm going to park the report for a second. Make you, you just tweeted weight lifted. What kind of weight is lifted? I mean, it
2: must be immense. It must be immense. It's massive. <laughs> like, um... it's it's hard to put into words but the only way i can describe it is just crying your eyes out and then just feeling that release you know um
1: have you got some closure
2: yeah i have Great. i really do and like like the like what i went through didn't just aff- affect me it aff- affected my family like my my dad passed away a few years ago not knowing the truth not even knowing the outcomes or the findings of the Tusla investigation, do you know what I mean, or the Jack Power uh, piece that he did initially back in 2020, you know, um, and he died suddenly during during uh, during COVID, you know, um, and, you know, the, the the sexual abuse that I suffered and the fact that I went and disclosed what happened really, you know, effectively broke down my relationship with my family. You know, to the point where it was beyond repair. It's harsh, Mike. It's harsh. It's lonely.
1: It is, isn't it, bastard? Yeah. It is. And,
0: and and <laughs> you know, people will know you. I know you. I know you. Myself, and they'll know that. You know that that kind of sense of loss. You know, you've lost your brother. Um, you've you've lost your father. You've had it, but you had it before. Then there was there was a slight r- r- repro reproach, man. <laughs> I've butchered this, but uh.
2: yeah, no. Like my dad reached out and he made amends and he said he was sorry and how he treated me and stuff like that. And um, and I and I respect that, you know. And, and I would have met up with him, um, you know, for a drink in the pub, um, and you know, he became and saw me in college and stuff because he didn't believe I got into Trinity. <laughs> And well, you um, see, that's
1: the other, that's the flip side of Mick. You are the figurehead for this because you, you are not a victim. You're a survivor. You're a whistleblower. I mean, look what you've done. Look what you've done. I'm, I'm proud of you, amazed at you. Um, I understand w- what this feels like. This, this is immense. You, you have done something huge, but because you are, a strong person a survivor a whistleblower not as a victim but you've you're going to and you have helped so many people so many and those who were reluctant to engage with the process now have a pathway forward I mean that's immense how, how many people are you going to help
2: I don't know I don't think I can ever I don't think you can ever put you know quantifier or the you know the, the reality of What's happened today? Probably won't sink in for a, for, for a while. Um,
0: Twenty five years, Mick.
2: Yeah, I didn't sleep last night. Well, <laughs> well
0: I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to let people behind the curtain, though. I was very caring. I said, "I said I'm feeling nervous," and he said, "Me too." And I said, "You yeah, what if Johnny Sexton's injured?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, my response was uh, politely telling me to a PFO.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it's not surprising you didn't sleep.
2: No, time. I didn't sleep a wink. Um, you know, I was chatting to survivors who who didn't want to go into the to, to the meeting with St. John's. Um you know, I'll be very honest and, you know, I express my concerns even during the meeting that I felt that it was inappropriate and how they've wanted to kind of manage it. Can you can you
0: talk a little bit about that without we're giving away any any anything about any individuals that, that this morning. So I I'll just give kind of an idea that you were all supposed to go to a hotel in Dublin at eight A. M. Be given given a copy of the report in one room together, and be addressed by members of St John's Ambulance uh, and issued with an apology.
2: Yeah, it was just like we didn't even know what room we were meant to go to. You know, it was uh, there was no one set up to meet No one you. there was no no one set up to meet us. Um, we got brought into a room. There was chairs in a circle. There was the report and the um the uh, what you call it. Uh, the response from St John and from their board of directors um, and then there was an apology that was read out in the meeting which really upset a lot of the survivors including myself to the point that you know I had to kind of remind the board of directors that it wasn't appropriate to go through the report with survivors you know to go through the trauma the experiences and what they were going to do to ensure it wasn't going to happen again well,
1: you weren't there to um, be really because the,
2: the, the, I felt there wasn't I, I felt the approach wasn't trauma informed Yeah. Um, and I was and I said that to them you know and um, I turned around and I just picked up the apology the report and the response and said listen I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me and the survivors today I Welcome the apology and I walked out I didn't stay in the meeting for the rest of the because I didn't feel there was going to be any benefit for me to no. vent or shout or express my anger or my that, or to tell them how hurt I, I was or you know or to go well you know what you were the reason I slept on the streets of Dublin rough as a teenager you know you were the reason I you know struggled with my mental health you were the reason I have flashbacks of the perpetrator you know, you're the reason why I can't um, or find it difficult to maintain relationships because I find it hard to trust people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um,
1: can I, can I ask you another aspect? Because the report, as we said, is is really comprehensive. And Tusla didn't get off the hook. They're also covered in this report.
2: Yeah, so the chief executive, Bernard Gloucester, uh, wrote to... Anne Rabba when she was in opposition and I have to tip my hat to Anne she was the only politician at the time and I'm not even from her constituency and she she literally wrote to everyone John Damblant Catherine Sapone, Bernard Gloucester Charlie Flanagan the Garda Commissioner like everyone and I mean everyone and Bernard Gloucester wrote Back to her and said that, that there was a review done and that there was no safeguarding concerns with within Saint John's right. and that the review was carried out by a principal social worker. Now the policy hasn't changed between then and now, as far as I'm aware. You know, it wouldn't have changed, and if it has, it wouldn't have changed in uh, a great deal. You know, because it was only a short time ago. Um, but what we f- found out today through Dr. Shannon's report, that there's current safeguarding concerns that um, I find really alarming and uh, quite upsetting. Okay. You know?
1: Can you tell us a bit more about that,
2: Mike? Um, it was more to do with kind of like the policies. It was more to do with the fact that there wasn't there, there wasn't an appropriate policy. Can I, can I
0: read one of the lines from yeah. the review? It says the review believes that some issues remain with regard to the governance management of St John's Ambulance Cadet System to include supervision and ensuring the safety and well being of all cadets at all times. There's also a, a, an additional thing, and I, it's it's a big report. It's 370 odd pages, but I, I I was reading another one where it said around the safeguarding issues as well, and it's and these are not historic things. What Doctor Shannon is saying these are recent, yeah, yeah,
2: like around like adult members being inappropriate with cadets, um, and Jack
0: Power um, spoke to me earlier about it and, and said to the point of you know. Um, that, that you would you would have concerns for active cadets currently if you were you know that you could have because it because it's very clear from this David Hall spoke to me and said he thinks the board should consider their position I, I would
1: have said the same okay you know can they, can they really see I mean as you just to bring it back to the apology as you said you find it insincere well if there's ongoing issues I mean then you have good grounds to say so Mick.
2: the culture of the organization, um, is a concern. I think the way they have handled the situation is abhorrent. I don't think the board of directors that, in its current form, um, should still exist after today. I think they should all step down, including the commissioner. Um, because they the, they were in charge. They were they, you know, they were around when I was a kid. You know, I I had a senior officer follow me out of the room and apologise to me and I was like, I just said to her, look, you know, why 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 did I have to take this long for you to actually take ownership of this? Because for a long time, you did not want to know. For a long time, you did not want to believe. For a long time, you viewed me as someone who was being opportunistic. And, you know... That resulted in me being marginalized, not just by my own family, but by, but by, but by society.
0: There's, there's another sentence which goes to the, the kind of the military um, setup of St. John's Ambulance, and that comes across all the time. There's such behavior relied heavily on St. John Ambulance's Ireland's deference to rank and weak accountability structures, and this is in relation to grooming. Mm -hmm. And how how children were groomed uh, and groomed from the moment they joined is what Dr. Jeffrey Shannon makes clear. And then after abuse takes place, they were then threatened with humiliation and shame. I'm I'm struggling to get the words to to kind of say how, how when you know what that means um, what that actually means, humiliation and shame to into into becoming, you know, this is just how we do things here and the structures the 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 power in the thing was this was this is how you were treated because you were just a cadet
2: there was a level of acceptance within the organization when i was there you know that the perpetrator who ran my division did and did as he pleased and that was because he was protected by the commissioner at the time and senior officers that uh, were below him and also the perpetrator was in charge of some of our biggest sporting uh, stadiums. You know, like he was in charge of Lansdowne Road, the RDS. You know, um, it was crazy to think that that someone had that had so much power and there was no accountability.
1: Is there a place for? Saint John's anymore. Saint John's ambulance. Sorry, sorry. Saint John's ambulance anymore. I, in in society as we exist now, does is there a place
2: for? It? I think there is a place for. It. I think the organisation itself they do great work. I've got some friends of mine that are in the organisation, and the brilliant medical professionals, and the brilliant caring professionals, and they're very good at what they do. You know, because a lot of them do it in a full time capacity for the HSC. Okay. Um. Or, you know, whether it's in the hospitals or whether it's working for paramedics or the Dublin Fire Brigade or wherever. Um, I think the organisation needs to be reformed. I think they need to get rid of the military kind of quasi-ranking structure. I think they need to get rid of the officers, not just the board members, but the senior officers that were around at that time who did nothing because their silence was complicity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, Always. Always. um, Because they knew and they didn't say anything. And they were always aware, you know. And I, I've, I've had officers come up to me, you know, recently, and they were like, "They would see me in the street. You know, you know, I said to so and so that we should, why don't we kick him out?" And I said, "Well, he didn't say it to. He didn't say it enough. You know what I mean?" And it was almost kind of like this level of, it was Acceptance. A, yeah. But they were also kind they of looking. They were looking for. They were looking like they were looking at me as if, if I was the local parish priest and I was going to give them absolution. Yeah. You know, even today, you know, when that officer followed me out of the room. Mm. And uh, you know, and was in tears and was like, I didn't know, and like, I'm i really sorry. And I'm like, well, that's not good enough. Like, that's <laughs> you know, you're like, everyone knew well, the reality but is, like, but they don't everyone know. knew, but nobody knew the dogs on the street, yeah, look, knew like, but, but you know, and that, that's what upsets me. Sorry, uh, but Mick, I f- need to come back and say the
0: review but it says that even current the culture and practices, um, currently to be to are taught to be dysfunctional is the word Dr. Jeffrey Shannon uses. So that's, like, that's like, you know, I, you asked, is there a place for it? There's obviously a place for the services that they provide. Is mm-hmm. there a place
2: for St. John's Ambulance? That's, to a yeah. that's a different
0: question, I think. Um, I, uh, don't I, think I, don't, I don't
2: know. I uh, think, just to, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking up for St. John's Ambulance because no. of, like, everything. But I think the organisation does great work. Mm. And there are people in the organisation that go above and beyond in their service to the community. And... While the report today reflects the culture within the organisation from a hierarchical perspective, it doesn't reflect the perspective of the ordinary member, the young lad that joined recently, or the fella that's only been in it a couple of years. Do you know what I mean? Good, honest people who only joined to give back to the community they, they live in you know what I mean or in my opinion when I was a kid I only joined because I wanted to get into the matches for free <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know what I mean like that yeah. was like that That, that was the, the the reality of it you know because we, we didn't have a pot to piss in when we were growing up yeah. you know and when I found out you could go to the to, to watch Ireland and the soccer do you know what I mean and this is you know I was like deadly you know what I mean and then you go, do you want to do the rugby? And I'm like, nah, rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I Hate rugby. And now I'm playing rugby. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, I heard you. I heard yeah. you switched. Heard yeah, you switched. back playing now. So yeah, it's good to be back playing rugby. But uh, but to go back to the point I'm trying to make, I think the organisation does have a place in in our, in in the community. Do I genuinely do because they do great work. They really do great work, and I don't want the crucify. No. The organisation, yep. but what I do think needs to happen, the entire board and the senior officers that existed in and around that time, they all need to step down and they all need to put this behind them and move away from the organisation. And the reality is I can't see that happening because even in the responses and stuff like that, they'll, they'll implement that in 12 to 18 months time. But I think they're hoping in 12 to 18 months time that no one will oh, well, remember or they'll the be gone out of it. You know, you know it be tomorrow's chip paper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I the important thing in this room is how are you feeling? But, but what, how are you actually feeling right now? I understand
2: it's gonna take ages to process all I'm this. wrecked. Yeah. I'm wrecked, you know, like it's it's exhausting, like, you know, not even just it's exhausting looking after, you know, minding people, you know, and looking after everyone and checking in with so many people that have been abused. You know, it's, it's, it's emotionally draining to the point where, you know, I'm exhausted. That's the truth. Like I'm exhausted. Like, like when, when, when this, when, when all this is finished and I can move on from away from all this, like I was telling Tony and I was even, you know, chatting away to a few of my mates, you know, I'm going to be changing my phone number. I know what I mean? I'm going to be taking a break from, Oh, Everybody would heading
1: to Tenerife tomorrow. Oh, yeah, avoid
2: <laughs> the money. I'd be off to Tenerife. Me and you, a few cans of <laughs> red stripe, play no, the no, pill. No, 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 no I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm absolutely serious.
2: Yeah, i wrecked. Oh, I'm wrecked. Like I like literally like the the, the the amount of sleepless nights. Even the fact like I'll be honest, which I'm still kind of struggling with a chest infection. From, well, I saw you from the, that from the protest and stuff. And I was saying um, to
1: myself, you know, that's not um,
2: much, yeah. no, it's not.
1: You know, and. It, you have to think what's next for Mick and what's next for Mick. Like I know you're doing great stuff, and I know you're doing great stuff at the moment. I know things are going generally okay in the right direction for you at the moment.
2: Yeah, like personally and like, you know, I'm pretty happy with my life. Yeah, you know. Um ideally I'd like to kinda get back into my studies and in, in Trinity at the, you know, I you know, was withdrawn withdrawn from that course um because of because of all of this. So I'm hoping I can return back to to to, to study and and to hopefully one day qualify as a social worker. Um, ideally, I'd like to use my experiences and my knowledge and my um to kind of work in walk in child protection to yeah. to to kind of you know I think I think there's a lot of learning from this. I think that there's a lot of learning in how we can support survivors moving forward to ensure that we don't make the same mistakes twice but we've been saying that for a long time like Professor Joe Mooney in UCD he's you know sorry Assistant Professor gave him promotion <laughs> Assistant Professor <laughs> Professor Joe Mooney in UCD said you know we're, we're, we're always repeating the same mistakes Conor O'Martney the former child rapporteur yeah. in UCC you know said the same thing as well like we, we, we never seem to learn from the mistakes we seem to keep repeating them and I think until we actually take this seriously, and I think there needs to be severe consequences to ensure you know, it's all well and good saying oh, we'll, we'll use this as a learning tool to initiate small step change to better inform our practices and moving forward, but I don't think that's good enough either, because... No,
1: I, I think in other jurisdictions, we're saying the states for instance, they'd just be sued out of existence and that would be the end of it, and that would be the end of
2: it. You'd be struck off from practicing, Yeah, you know, yeah. Like if you were a social worker working in child protection or a nurse or a doctor, you'd be, what's the word, defrocked? Yeah. Well, no, but I mean,
0: like, like if, you were, if, you were, <coughs> if you were in that in, industry, it seems like such a bad word for for. but, but if you, I get it that if you were in that area and if it was another area, for example, and you gave bad financial advice, there'd be repercussions for your fit and proper
2: code yeah. of conduct every year that you have to sign up for. The, so, the upsetting thing for me, Tony, and sorry to cut across you yeah. there, is the fact that the Minister for Children, Anne Tosla, said there was a fully compliant child safeguarding statement and they really pushed that any time I questioned any time I look for help any time I really highlighted this over the last few years two previous ministers you know they're all oh yeah they've got a fully compliant child safeguarding statement I could download one off the internet right now I'm yeah. right Tony Groves skill of hard knocks you know what I mean? We've got a fully compliant child safeguarding statement. And Tussa could come in. There you go. There's me statement. Brilliant. Self-certification. Do you know what I mean? Um, you could download one off the internet. They're not exactly that hard to find. You know, mm-hmm. it's a copy and paste job most of the time. So,
0: so that's upsetting. But what's that say about I hate to say it. What does it say about the resilience? The need that you had to keep going and actually saying, I know I'm right, even though they're telling you you're wrong all the way along and it wasn't just them it was parts of society parts of the the obviously the organization the voices within the organization um and you were doubted
2: well, it was yeah like um yeah um nobody believed me nobody and um You know, I don't know whether it was to do where I was from, or because of my family circumstances, or the fact that I was, you know, homeless or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, But nobody cared enough or wanted to listen. You know, they they did the bare minimum. Like I'll be very honest with you. Like when I when I disclosed this to Saint John Ambulance. I got taken by the the assistant commissioner of St. John's to a hotel. Uh, Remember the old Burlington Hotel? I do, yeah, yeah. I was taken there, and he offered me a wad of cash, and told me if I kept my mouth shut, that I'll be there every month. Now, I didn't keep my mouth shut. I flipped Mm, the table and I gave him a dig in the head. of course, of course. And that's the truth, you know what I mean? And, you know, when you've done everything you've done, and an organisation has knownly thwarted a garden investigation. Yeah. That kind of highlights the kind of the sinister side of
1: everything. Look, like, I know and and we'll say fair juice to Anne Rabbit. Did the right thing.
2: Yeah, and not just Anne Rabbit, you know, Lim Roman, Chris Andrews, mm. Regina Daugherty, uh Senator Mary Kearney, um Annie Howie. Jim McCulloughan, Richard boyd Barrack, Catherine Connolly. Like, if you go onto the Orochters website, like, I've never seen so many TDs yeah. call for the publication like, of a report. I, I, I Patrick, Our senators, like, the amount of PQs that went okay. in, I it was Patrick ridiculous.
0: Paddy Costello offered, offered to do the photocopying for you. Paddy Costello did <laughs> offer to do
2: the photocopying for me this yeah, morning. But the, and I know... A fair play to him, and he stood with me, him and Hazel too. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, like, the amount of, like, you know people and even each you know what even the people but, of, but, even the residents but, but of, Lisa that, Street, the of Lisa Street the neighbours of Lisa Street they stood with me like I they literally you the came head. over to me with cups of tea and coffee and they, I remember one woman came out and she, she lives directly opposite and she said it sickens me to see that yeah. building every day but if you ever need anything you want to use a toilet if you need a bite to eat if you're short for a few bob she was like literally and that reinforced people are good, there, was a, there was a real kindness yeah. and, and real kind of reinforced my, you know there's a bit of humanity still left yeah. in society. But the when the did it
0: flip, though? When do you go from not being believed to all of a sudden, like, like okay, I'm gonna say something? Does 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 Tommy <laughs> Kiernan change everything?
2: Yeah, I think that kind of maybe. Yeah, being on that show was a bit mad. Yeah, like, but it, like, but it kind of changes things because in a way well I'm not the type that would normally go on there do you know what I mean no. and then like I no walk one wants, down and,
0: and no one and
2: he's looking at sh- me <laughs> like who's that big fat ginger <laughs> fella <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely and he's like and then like then literally like "It's like oh fuck this is no, depressing no, yeah, and it's like first, this first, uh, which
1: prop is this fella you
2: know <laughs> yeah he was look- but like do you know what being on that really kind of highlighted my struggle um, and then the kind of more people came forward and then the Tusla investigation you know when they can't found an outcome to say that what happened what happen, happened you know all of that kind of came together but that was only the last couple of
0: years I know but that's my point being like as you've been talking like we I could go back on when we started and you were like you know you, came, you were on some things with us for like 5 or 6 minutes you know mm, having a chat and yeah. telling it And no offense, that this is not this is not a dig at us. We we do what we do, and we try to we try to amplify voices. But it changes then when all of a sudden people think I'm going to tune into this show for good night Saturday night entertainment. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not. It's not the you know jazz hands. It was an actual serious topic, but it went from it helped you become believed. If that's
2: yeah, it was a cathartic process. If I'm being honest, you know, to be kind of you know, it's not easy getting on. It's not easy going on national TV and talking about. You know, being raped as a kid—that's no. that, that. You know, not to be fucking flippant or anything like that. An, an but it's—it's it's not easy to stand but there. It, but it, you, also
1: to, you also have to—you have
2: to put it. Yeah. you have to
1: name it.
2: Yeah,
1: you have to name it. There's no yeah. point talking around it. Really, no. is that?
2: But it's interesting the approach you know that is often used with male survivors of sexual assault and, and rape. And you know, I'll be honest with you that there isn't the same level of support. No. Four men um, and it's almost viewed as like we're dirty if that makes sense you know people look at you as if you're damaged or broken people don't really know how to take you because you're talking about something that's quite that's
1: but that's more it
2: man. and there's that kind of i think i don't know whether that's got to do with toxic masculinity or it's got to do with how people view it's a shutting down Mick. Um, no one wants to know yeah, <laughs> the, the, the report does say that though like, and it even says that the, that part of the process
0: was to almost tell children let's remember these were children yeah. to doubt their sexual identity
2: completely yeah like there was like there were times where you know you know the people have, would don't <laughs> have to answer <laughs> no no I'll be completely honest with you there, there are times that people would have said stuff like that you know i sure, you sure you're not gay are you sure you're not? My sexuality is no one's business but my own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and to kind of put that down to kind of you know being gay or LGBTQ well, it's, it's, plus, it's, it's the, it's, it's, it's
1: the it's asking for
2: it. Fuck. Completely. Yes. It's, it's, it's 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 no different to that. You know what I mean? And it's it's a uh, it's shocking. You know, it's shocking to kind of turn around and say to a kid. I oh, well, show sure you know, you wanted it
1: Mick there are many people in this state who claim to have done the state a service uh, and they get the moniker or they get the label of having done the state a service you've spent years you've put heart, soul, and more into this you've genuinely done the state a service and you've genuinely, and and there are People who will never experience what you experience because of what you've done, and that's the big thing. That's the huge thing, the preventative factor. And you have been that, and you've really done your country a service. Really, really done your country a service.
2: Doesn't feel like that, does it? Not? No, no, it doesn't. And, and you know what? It's maybe because maybe there's a bit of an imposter syndrome in my own part of playing. Like, do you know no what I mean? Imposter. Mick. But like genuinely like I But don't you're f- no imposter No but it, there is maybe a bit of that Do you know what I mean Because like I don't see it as a You know I did this status service You know I kind of just say as I did the right thing And I think the country that we live in Would be in a better place If we all did the right thing As opposed to just sitting on the fence Keeping your mouth shut In the hope It'll go away
1: it Takes moxie Mick it Takes sound Takes grit You have it all there's not money there's not money so that's what you get when you're from the flats do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) but now it's in you yeah it's in you can I
0: can I then say to you that the the worst question you probably should ask someone at this stage now it's a heart, and again tell me to mind my own again but sitting here today chatting between myself three friends sitting in a room chatting about it it's been a long journey, but would you would you say when you if you knew what you knew t- today, would you would you go back and tell yourself, oh, Jesus, make just shut up?
2: Um, there were times when I thought, you know what, uh, you know, would I still have a family? You know, would I still be in the family home? But I had kept my mouth shut and said nothing. Um, where would I be if I had kept my mouth shut? But if I could go back and speak to twelve year old Mick, mm. you know. The kid that's being groomed and abused on a on a weekly basis for years, you know, because I was in Saint John's for a, a long time. Um, if I could go back and tell him everything was going to be okay eventually, yeah. and that one day this w- would be okay, to the point even that you end up forgiving the person that did abuse you, you know, and that you would overcome all this. And use it as a force for good. And, you know, you know, that would be, yeah.
1: I remember you talking to us about your dad and, and, and anybody who wants to go back and have a listen. It yeah. a podcast. me podcast. We had that chat about your dad. Yeah. I think now, I know your dad was a believer. He believed a believer in God. You know, he was a believer in God. Hmm. So from wherever he is now, he knows you did the right thing. knows you did a service. I okay, okay. It it cost. And it cost big. But you did it. Yeah. You did it.
2: I wouldn't wish it on anybody because no. you know I've met people who have you know, have shared stories of friends of theirs that have been abused by the perpetrator. Mm. And they're no longer with us because sadly they take it their own lives. Yeah. Because they couldn't live with the the shame, the the impact. The trauma, the flashbacks of what they went through, do you know what I mean? Um I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I think, you know, we as a country we we need to do better. You know. We need to support people. You know, when they disclose. We need to help them. We need to ensure that they get the appropriate the appropriate services straight away. You know, as opposed to I think the six counselling sessions St John Ambulance offered us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and now, and now it's n- and apparently today it's unlimited. Mm. But uh, I won't be taking them up on their offer. I've already got uh, a great counsellor, um, who uh, who I see regularly thanks to thanks to Lin-Ruan and the canal communities there. You know what I, I mean?
0: I the the very last thing before we uh, before we. This day's going to be a blur for you. The next few weeks, you're probably going to have to let this sink in. But you've said about return to education. Martin mentioned the word closure. I'd be, you know, I as your friend, you know, closure. Uh, maybe it's a closure. Maybe it's just closure of a chapter, Nick. Where do you? What do you? What do you hope the next few weeks bring? And and and, and is peace and bloody quiet central to it?
2: Privacy. Yeah, hmm. privacy. You know, there's a reason I'm gonna be, you know, changing my phone number. Not only my friends will have it. You know, I don't want every time they can hear you ringing me up. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> like Tony. <Yeah. laughs> do you know what I mean. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> I <don't> know, <laughs> to, uh, to no, but anything. like I want my friends. To, I want. I want. I want my friends. I don't want to be. And I I, you know, I have to be a bit selfish here moving forward. I don't want to be someone's agony aunt. Yeah. You know, I've, I've done all I can. I've invested heavily. I've lost a lot through this entire process. Um, I want to have a life where, you know, I can be happy. Where I can build, you know, um, a place I can call home. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never really had that before. And um, and have that have that privacy, which I think is. Uh, something I've never really had because everything about my life has always been played out in the media Um, and and that in itself comes with its own um, risks you know because Mm, you know, people just, you know, not, not everyone's going to like you. You know what I mean? And I'm sure most people You're think i a if bollocks half anyway. You're people like Do you. Know, know what I mean? <laughs> You're lucky.
0: Why, why are you looking at me when you say that? Hey, 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 hey. Mike, <laughs> can I
1: just say, and I'm going to, I'm out of mode. I'm fucking delighted for you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Martin. I am fucking
2: delighted
1: for you. I'm not a podcast for you. And I'm only really delighted for you. And I know that, I know the stress and the turmoil that you have gone. And you've talked to us so much about, and I just think, look, I'm fair play to you thank you you. I'm delighted for you look delighted to come in and have this chat with us it's great Uh, to uh, be uh, here and you know you're welcome in the future and you don't have to no I don't if Mr. Privacy is what you want then Miss look two weeks in Tenerife I'm telling you (laughs) on that plane and gone gone
0: Um, oh listen Mick we really appreciate you taking the time today we really appreciate you taking time over the last number of years to talk to us but as I said there's three friends in a room here talking Um, be nice to say that that I love that you nailed privacy because it's hard to be a public person when you, when what you're being a public person for is a crusade. And you've more than been a warrior on this. You've been, um, an absolute fucking stalwart and you haven't, you haven't let it, you haven't let, like, yes. Like like everybody know there's been bumps and bruises and ups and downs it's not it's far from this doesn't sound like we're talking here today as if everything everything
2: was was rosy on on the road along the way but it wasn't it wasn't Tony and I think you know I think if this report ensures the safety and general well-being of the kids of Sancho Ambulance and not even them but other organisations can use this as a blueprint to ensure that they don't go through well, I would not wi- would wish what happened to me to happen to anybody
1: but you've gone such taken such a huge step to make sure it doesn't yeah
2: and I, and i I'd be happy if you know if I achieve nothing else in life I'd be pretty happy with, well, with what, I think, what <laughs> I, think,
1: I think Rick is kind of at the yeah. top of the mountain there it's hard to get out of yeah. way, you know it's a big yeah. achievement it's massive yeah
0: I, you was, know? I once was the guy who posted the Delhi Rat video and it did really well on Twitter. <laughs> like, that's why uh, yeah, I eyes It's you
1: know? just, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a happy ending. It's not a happy ending. It's not a happy ending, but that you've gotten closure. Closure. And that you can take closure from it. It's massive.
2: Massive. It's the first time... It's probably the first time in God knows how long that this organisation has finally t- taken responsibility. You know? And... I hope they accept that moving forward and I hope they go I hope they I hope they stand over their apology and, and don't um don't try and don't don't try and attack victims as they as they try and move on with their lives.
1: Mick, take care of yourself.
2: Pads, thanks time. very much. I appreciate
0: the time. Not a problem, pal. Um look folks, yeah, we'll just gonna leave it there. Thanks. Um I will say one final thing at the end. Dr. Jeffrey Shannon did a hell of a report, it has to be said, and Mick is right. It should be almost a template in the learnings, if not, if you don't, you know, for, for other organisations, the learnings that they can take away for gaps and, and issues around safeguarding, it's phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, no, th- th- thanks again, Mick, and we really appreciate it. We'll talk to you all very, very soon, folks. Take care. Bye-bye.
2: Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony. Subscribe now on Patreon.